So, I don't know if you've noticed this morning, but we've gone a little bit Glastonbury, and we've, got a, we've had a young band leading us, and we've had a tent right next to it. So you might have been wondering, why is there a tent? We haven't had anybody uh, move in uh, this week. But this morning, I want us to think about a big theme for us. Uh, some of us, in a few weeks' time, are going to be planning and, and having holidays together. How many people are getting away this summer? This is a great chance for the rest of us to practice the command not to envy. Have a look around and practice not, not envying together. Uh, when you go away, who could tell me, how, how do you find the places that you're getting to? Uh, we're going to Elgar and Nice. And we're also going to Greenland. So you've got to be camping this summer. Awesome. How, how do people find those places? Shout out some answers. Google. Google helps you. Anything else? Map. map. Google map or just map? Map, yeah. Uh, how many people like their sat-navs? Yeah, how many people can't stand the sat-nav and prefer the paper copy? Yeah, my dad's the same. That's why we always get there before him. Uh, but yeah, we, we have these things that, that lead us, don't we, and, uh, and, and guide us. And I want to tell us a, a part of a story this, uh, this morning that comes in the Old Testament. The people of God are on quite a journey. Uh, for years and years and years, for generations, they've been enslaved in Egypt. And they've been working under these terrible conditions. And God has sent a man called Moses into Egypt to announce, God says, let my people go. And there's this kind of tussle, there's some plagues that goes on. But eventually, the people of God are released from slavery uh, and begin to set up camp in the desert. And they're led through the desert, not by Google, and not by maps, and not by sat-navs. But they're led in this amazing way. By day, this pillar of clouds appears. Not, not a big cloud up in the sky somewhere, but in front of them. And they literally follow the cloud. And so when this cloud kind of raises up slightly and starts to move, everyone packs up their tents and thinks God's on the move. And, and they rush to follow this cloud where it leads them next. Sometimes they're not just led in the day. Sometimes they're led by night as well. Now, you can't see a cloud at night. So God sends them a pillar of fire. This is an amazing story, amazing miracle. And so when the, the, the pillar of fire comes and starts to move, day or night, the people of God pick up their, their tents. They're so determined. We need to be where God is. God is going to lead us into love and freedom and hope and life. So we can't stay where we are. We, we've got to go. So the people of God are constantly on the move. For 40 years, they're following, walking uh, through the wilderness together, upping sticks and setting down camp. Now, when they got somewhere, there was one tent that they always set up first. It was called the tabernacle. And now this was the place where they gathered together to meet with God. And God is really clear about what the tabernacle is. It's going to be a place where you bring your sacrifices. It's going to be a place where you sing together, where you listen to my word together, where you gather together. And so the first thing, the first thing you did, uh, no matter how much you had to set up of your own camp, was you helped to set up the tabernacle together. And then once that was right in the middle, everyone else put their tents around it, facing it. So the whole camp was, was kind of centered around worship. Uh, they kind of camped around the presence of God. But then we're told about another tent, so once this had been done, Moses would, would get a tent, and he'd leave the camp from where they were, and it says that he'd go some distance away, and he would set up another tent. 
Now, the other tent, the tabernacle, has got all these rules about it. There's all this kind of symbolic stuff in it. There's an altar. There's candles. There's anointing oil. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a center for the priests. This tent, we're just told, was a tent. So as far as we know, it was just a normal tent. And Moses leaves everyone else, and he goes and sets up a tent, and he calls this tent the tent of meeting. And so if you were part of the people of God, and you had a question that you wanted to ask God, or you just wanted time to spend with God, you'd come out of the camp, you'd leave your family and all your stuff, and you'd go to this tent, and God would meet you in this tent. It's an amazing thought, isn't it, that they had a, a tent of meeting. Are there any uh, fans here of Frozen this morning? Yeah, a couple of fans of Frozen. Daniel's hand was the first to shoot up there. I wonder, I'm going to start a song lyric, and I wonder if you can finish the song lyric for me, okay? It goes like this. It's funny how some distance... Very funny. Round of applause. Round of applause. Thank you. And it's true, isn't it? I don't know who wrote the line first, but Moses was certainly on, on, on tune, on track with it, years and years before Elsa got there. It's funny how some distance makes everything seem small. And Moses recognized sometimes you've got to find a bit of distance. There's some things that I'll talk to God about in front of everyone else, and there's other things I'm, I'm going to want to talk to God about on my own. There's some things that are great to do and gather together to do once a week. There's other things that are so important and precious, it's, it's good to do once a day. And so this distance, and it is strange, isn't it, how up close to an issue we can get so angry or worried or anxious or aggressive about something. And just that bit of distance helps us to see it differently. Well, how much more differently do we see it in the presence of God, in the scale of who he is and the scope of what he's doing? And Moses knew, I'm going to need that. And so there was this tent of meeting. Now, there's this wonderful thing that happens. Sometimes Moses would come up to the tent of meeting and go in on his own. And the pillar of cloud would move and come in front of the tent of meeting. And we're told that Moses, as he was in this tent, spoke to God face to face. This is in the Old Testament. Before Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit, Moses spoke to God face to face. He didn't kind of bring a request and leave it there and say, oh God, get back to me when you can, or... It wasn't just him talking at God and letting it all out. It was face to face. The Bible even tells us he spoke to God as somebody speaks to a friend. I wonder if we'd given out little slips of paper this morning and said, right, just for a moment, describe your prayer life. How many of us would say, oh, well, I talk to God. He's my friend. It's like face to face. And that's what we're, that's what we're invited into, isn't it? In, through Jesus. To come and know God intimately. Not just in the big worship gathering, but in the course of our lives, a, a place. And I wonder today if, if you've got a place. And it doesn't have to be a special place. As far as we know, it was just a tent. But it was a tent that had been set apart. God, would you meet with me here? Would you help me here? We all need that, don't we? And so the other thing that happened was, as Moses went in, the, the pillar would come and stand in the entrance. And then everybody else, once they saw this happen, would come out of their tents and stand in the entrance and just watch. 
And as Moses was in there talking to God, they too, just in front of their tents, would begin to worship. Because see, it's a holy thing. And we see people encountering God and experiencing God. We need to stand and worship and respect what's happening. Maybe sometimes on a Sunday, we just need to allow each other space to continue in the presence of God a bit longer. Maybe there's ways in which we can help with that and become part of a team so that each of us get a chance not to be on a rotor as often as we are and just have that time in God's presence together to stand. So this tent of meeting that Moses came to know, there was one time when he's in the tent and he's talking to God about something really specific. He says, God, you've told me to lead these people. And there were times when the people of God were not an easy people to lead. And Moses is just being honest about this before God. It was that kind of a place where he could just be himself, just be honest. You've told me to lead them. You haven't told me where, not specifically. And so I'm trying to lead. I don't know where we're going. And I'm not sure if we've got the right team around us. And Moses is just letting God know everything. He's just laying it bare before God. There are times when you want to speak to God about something. And he seems to want to speak to you about something else. Because he knows what we need. So Moses is saying all of this. And God speaks back to Moses. And he says, Moses, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Isn't that beautiful? And that's what I want us to think about this morning. That God says to each and every one of us, in those moments of frustration and fear and the unknown, my presence will go with you. Sometimes we want to know God's plan, don't we? Or we want to know where the next sort of bit of power or provision is going to come from. Sometimes God just wants to say to us, all of that will come, but for now... Just know that my presence will go with you. And because my presence goes with you, I will give you rest. Not necessarily like we tend to think about rest as stopping doing anything, but in all of that and through all of that, my presence will go with you. I'd love us just to pause there in in the story this morning, just to seek something of, of God's presence today. So, just in a moment of stillness, just encourage you to bow your heads where you are. And it might be that for some of us, our, our prayer life has been a bit of a stuck record recently. When we've wanted to know, God, what the plan is, or we wanted to, to know where the next ste- step or the next stage is, or we've wanted answers to things that have happened. Let's just hear this promise today. My presence, God says, will go with you. It's another way of God saying to us, I myself will be with you. And in that promise, you can rest. So, Father, for each and every one of us today, whether it's been a a great season or whether we've been struggling, 
whether there have been all kinds of challenges and doubts and questions and fears, help us to hold on to this today. That you are with us. That the reality of the atmosphere of heaven is around about us and within us. And that we can rest in that. We can trust today. For Father, great is your faithfulness towards us. Father, we thank you so much that you provide us with strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Your living presence to cheer and to guide. So help each and every one of us to lean in, to trust your faithfulness today. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats together. Uh, Tim, you were talking earlier about all the work that you've been doing recently. So can I give you a treat this morning? Is that okay? Yeah, great. I've got a, I've got a chair here this morning. Uh, now, um, I don't know if you know this, but you can online uh, order a bit of a rest pack. So I just thought this morning as we were talking about rest, uh, we'd, we'd give you a bit of a rest pack. So Tim, can I give you the... Can we welcome Tim as he comes this way? Good. Great. Fantastic. Uh, oh, before you sit down, actually, Tim. Sorry, before you sit down. Uh, there's, a, there's a special cushion. Apparently, this is a rest cushion, so I'll, I'll pop that there. There you go. How's that? Yeah, yeah very good. <laughs> Great. We get this mic on. Uh, how, how, rest, how rested are you feeling? Um, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird? Okay, well, hopefully there'll be something else in the rest pack. Ah, ah here we go. A sleep mask as well. Tim, do you want to pop your glasses? Oh, 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 easily impressed. That's good. Good, that's great. How's that? Is that better? Uh, how, how rested are you feeling? Uh, um, starting to get there. You're starting to get it? Marvellous, great. Uh, the other thing that we're told to do in this is to soak your feet. So let's do a bit of that. Can you flick your uh, shoes off for me, Tim? It's not squash. No, it's not squash. It's also not the stuff that they give you at the dentist to swill your mouth out with. It's definitely not that, Tim. <laughs> there you go, So If you want to soak your feet there. There's there. <laughs> There you go. That's great. Oh, that's got to be lovely. <laughs> I'm sure we wouldn't have done cold water. How rested are you feeling? Um, um, actually, quite getting there. You're getting there? Good. Excellent. Good. What else have we got? Oh, we're told, actually, it's always good to light a candle. So there you go, Tim. Can I give you a candle? Fantastic. And, and the other really restful thing is to read a good book. This is uh, Seven Sacred Spaces. Very, very good book. Just reading that. So, Tim, there's a book for you as well. Oh, yes, and uh, a little bit of chocolate always helps you rest, doesn't it? There you go, Tim. There you go, a bit, bit of chocolate. If you stay still, Tim, the chocolate will come. There you go. Marvellous. Excellent. Good. Uh, how restful are you feeling now, Tim? Very. <laughs> You're feeling very rest. You look very restful. Very good. The, um, we go to all these places, don't we, to, to find rest. You know when you've had a really tough day? And you start to think to yourself, I could do with a whatever it would be that you would say at that point. We go to places, don't we, to, to find rest. Sometimes it's in what we eat or what we drink or what we do, or sometimes it's what we don't do. Sometimes it's just in a need to, to withdraw, 
put our feet up. And some of those things will give us a bit of rest. But I want to think about some words of Jesus. Jesus once said to a whole crowd of people, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The same words that God had said to Moses in the Old Testament, Jesus now says. Jesus is the source of rest because Jesus is God and can offer us that. And I wonder if, if for so many of us today, we go to all these other places to try and find a rest. And all the time, Jesus is saying, would you come to me? Weary and heavy laden, and I, I will give you rest. It's not be something that you're going to have to earn or achieve. You can receive rest. And he goes on to explain a little bit more about that. He says, take my yoke upon you. I could do with some uh, people to help me illustrate this this morning. Um, any volunteers? Yuri, you can come and help with this. Let's give Yuri a round of applause as he comes. Okay, anybody else want to help with this? Uh, let's go for Halvin. Do you want to come and help? No, definitely doesn't. Eli, do you want to come? Eli can come. Let's give Eli a round of applause. Fantastic. Fantastic. If you want to stand here for a minute, we won't need a train for this, uh, Eli, but thank you for bringing a train, just in case. One altogether service, we will have trains in it, I promise. But until then, Eli will keep providing trains just in case. So Jesus is talking here about yokes. Anybody know what job Jesus' dad had, Joseph? Anyone know? Somebody's muttered it. You can say that. A carpenter, that's right. And so Jesus would have been trained for the first part of his life in his father's business, which was as a carpenter. And as carpenters, they would have made yokes together. Now, this was for people that had lots of cattle, lots of animals. So you guys are going to be oxen this morning. Is that okay? Let's see if we, have we got a microphone anywhere? Ah, fantastic. Uh, could you make an oxen noise for me? Mm. Yeah, that's fantastic. And an oxen noise? Mm. You could just say no if you want to, you honestly. <laughs> and so oxen would be, uh, would, would be going through the fields with something behind them to gather up the grain. Now, this was heavy work. This was hot work. And so they'd take two oxes and put them together and put something across their shoulder, a, a wooden bar. So, uh, Eli, if you jump down by Yuri a second, you, if you put your arm out this way for me, uh, and they would be a... Ah, this is a problem, isn't it? We've got a little bit of an issue here because it doesn't quite fit together. And this was an issue in, in Jesus' day. And sometimes a farmer who'd had oxes work together for ages would find that one of them was getting too old or uh, one of them was you know, unable to carry on or had died. And so they'd get another ox, but they couldn't always afford to get a new yoke made. And so sometimes the ox would have to walk with a yoke that didn't quite fit and it would dig into the muscles and dig into the flesh. It was really uncomfortable. And when Jesus tells us that his yoke is easy. In the original language, the word easy literally means well-fitting. It's like he wants to say to us, I'm not going to lay something on you that doesn't fit with who I've made you to be and the person that you are and the gifts that I've given to you. And I wonder if some of us here today, as we carry burdens, as we seek to do things in our lives, just need to know you do not have to do this alone. My presence, God says, goes with you. You can be yoked to Jesus. And that's true for each and every one of us today, for people that get up the front and try and talk about Jesus or are willing to serve Tim in all kinds of ways for Jesus, or for people who tomorrow will be doing things that we don't tend to think of as a spiritual. In it all, 
Jesus says, be yoked with me. Don't do it on your own. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Not the kind of rest out of all those things, but in all of those things. To know his strength and his peace and his presence with you in, in school, in work, at home, when we're playing sport, when we're watching TV. To know I am yoked to Jesus. His power is over me and we're, we're doing this together. That's the kind of rest that Jesus offers to us. Can we say a huge thank you to our oxen team and our uh, relaxation team this morning? Thank you. Thank you. Tim's fallen asleep. I told you it was a good book. You know it's a good book if you fall asleep. There you go. You can dry your feet with a candle. I was tempted. I was tempted. Uh, we wanted this morning to, to give us a chance to respond together to this theme of rest. Uh, and so there's a couple of ways in which we're going to do that together today. In just a moment, once his feet are dry, Tim will tell us about one uh, that's out in the front of the lounge, a craft activity that anyone and everyone can have a go at today. But at the back of the lounge, there's a separate area that's been kind of cornered off a little bit. And I want that today, and anyone in any age group, anybody here could use it, but I'd love that to be a quiet space for us this morning, to sit uh, there are some Bible verses on the theme of rest that have been printed out. There'll be some music playing just to sit with this theme for a while and to maybe for some of us to seek, God, I, I need to know your presence again, perhaps in a fresh way, perhaps in a, in a new place. God, I just need to know that today. Or maybe some of us are carrying burdens and just need space to offer those.